Hi, and welcome to the Owl Upstairs podcast. The Owl Upstairs was created to explore and discuss metaphysics, consciousness, mental health, and all other subjects around spirituality. Join me, Kate Wayner, spiritual mentor and intuitive coach, as I share my experiences living a spirit-led life. Hi, and welcome to the Owl Upstairs podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Today, we are going to talk about the dark night of the soul, what that is, and how I started my spiritual journey, what brought me to start living a spirit-led life, and the events that happened after I experienced the dark night of the soul, and how powerfully impactful they were to me and my life and the trajectory that I'm now living. So... Thank you so much again for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. What is the dark night of the soul? So what it is, is it's a period of utter spiritual desolation, disconnection, and emptiness that feels totally disconnected from the divine. You really feel lost and hopeless, and you're just consumed with this melancholy or darkness. It's not the same as depression, because... The dark night of the soul usually occurs after a very traumatic event that causes you to completely reevaluate your life and your circumstances and everything you're going through. So that could look like a death of a loved one, a breakup of a relationship or a marriage. It could look like a natural disaster, like a, a fire, a flood. Um, anything that really just shakes you to the core and just makes you pause and reflect on anything and everything that you have known to be true your whole life. Another way that depression is different from the dark night of the soul is it it can be treated with sometimes medications, um, cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness practice, lifestyle changes, nutrition changes, and a lot of times depression has a root biological chemical imbalance or there's a lot of unhealthy thought patterns and it can come from a personal loss or a mental illness physical illness abuse genetics so there is a root cause for your depression that can be healed through actions but the dark night of the soul is not the same as regular depression because it's more along the lines of spiritual depression And the biggest difference is that it's formed only after an existential crisis, and it cannot be cured or treated with therapy or psychiatry. And while they do help, and after I experienced mine, going to therapy was one of the biggest healing things I could have done for myself, and I absolutely encourage everyone to go to therapy because Sometimes just having someone to talk to that you can trust that is non-biased and is there for you and can help you see different perspectives through a loving lens is so powerful and life-changing. Being very vulnerable, the things that I experienced when I went through the death of my brother back in 2019... He committed suicide, and it was definitely the most powerful wake-up call that I've ever had in my life. 
I had obviously a very deep sense of sadness, but because he influenced me in other areas of my life and my family, there was a lot of interwoven pain that came from his death, not just from the action in itself, but because of what our relationship looked like and our future together. Without going into too much detail, my brother and I planned to go into business together. And I moved to Oklahoma City from Evansville, Indiana, back in 2017. And the plan was, at the time, there was no plan. I just wanted to grow in my career and learn as much as I could. And I started my own business making CBD chocolates. And it was going great, all was well, but I became obsessed with making money and the hustle lifestyle. So obsessed that everything that I did revolved around work and my drive to achieve. And not only did this horrible mindset negatively affect me, but it negatively affected my husband, my family. I just isolated myself and thought the more money I made, the, the better and the happier I would be. And that's absolutely not true. So when I stepped into a job that I'm no longer at, in the marijuana industry in Oklahoma City. Garrett and I had made plans to go into business together when marijuana became legal in Evansville. And so I would take my knowledge and move back home and then we'd go into business together. Well, obviously, whenever he died, that was not a plan for me anymore because any time I work, especially in weed, there was always something in the background that reminded me of him. And while the grief and the trauma around being a survivor of, of a family member who's committed suicide is a lot, I had a deeper feeling of emptiness and powerlessness, hopelessness, because now my drive, my purpose, everything that I thought my life was to be was now gone. Because my entire perception of who I was and my worth was exclusively tied to income and work. There were periods of time before he died, just a few months before he died, when I was transitioning from an, another corporate job to this marijuana business, where I would work almost 100 hours a week. And I remember feeling like crap, but also... It was almost like I was wearing a gold shiny star, like I'm better than everyone because I worked all of these hours and I'm a hustler and such a toxic mindset. But at the time, it's all I knew. It, it was who I was. So the Dark Knight of the Soul is really an identity crisis along with a trauma. That propelled me into two years of just exploration of all things spiritual because all the things that I used to find joy in were not bringing me joy. I had to find ways to make myself be motivated. It didn't matter how much caffeine I drank, how much Adderall I took. It was just something that could never be filled to make me want to work again because I had such an insatiable desire to achieve before it was like a constant motor was always on for me and I could never turn off. And now I was turned off completely 
and it was hard to turn back on. And what is really frustrating is I spent a year trying to textbook cure myself by going to countless hours of therapy, hiring a coach to help me through spiritual enlightenment. I also hired a personal trainer to help me stay physically active because I'm prone to depression. I'm prone to, if I find myself in a funk and I get really stagnant, I stay in a funk and I stay stagnant and I tend to spiral. And so for me and my self-care and knowing myself now, I have to find ways to keep myself accountable and to keep myself at a positive, happy level so that I do not spiral into a negative place. It's really hard when you work in a toxic culture because when I was approaching the two-year anniversary of my brother's death, no one knew that that was the anniversary. But my work performance suffered to the point where people were angry that I wasn't carrying my weight and you know, they were telling me that my I need to take a break because my mental health was poor and, you know, I was the office crazy. And this was recently. This was in the last six months. And really, underneath all of their judgments and their misperceived perceptions, I was hurting and grieving. And his anniversary brought up all of that pain that I still have not completely processed. And then on top of that, I'm still working in an environment where my dreams and my hopes were to build something with family. So the dark night of the soul has a lot of layers to it. So it's not just, you know, getting fired from your job or it's not just having a loved one pass away. It's usually something that you have this completely different identity crisis mixed in with a lot of trauma. So it's a really big life-changing event. And at some point in your life, everyone goes through this. If we look at the collective in 2020, think of how many people have been in such low places because of the pandemic. And regardless of, you know, where we live in the world, regardless of what you're political beliefs are, what your your beliefs are on the vaccine or the masks or whatever it is, we're all affected by this to some varying degree. And what's incredibly frustrating is that this is furthering driving division, just like it was at my job when I was the scapegoat for problems or I was, you know, looked at as the one that was whatever. We're so It's so easy to point fingers and place blame and say, well, this person didn't do their part and this person didn't do this and that when we're in such a low point of pain and hurt. And it takes a lot of inner strength, a lot of grieving, a lot of resilience to come to the conclusion that We have to take personal responsibility of ourselves and our own healing and stop trying to escape through numbing, through addictions, through focusing on other people's problems, behaviors, issues, social media. And when we get really fucking clear and we do not allow ourselves to see all of, we can see past all of the bullshit 
you're going to start to see that your inner power is really resilient and it's expressed in a form of empathy for other living beings. And then it starts to transform into this non-judgmental grace. Resilience teaches you to observe your life from a different and a deeper perspective. His death made me reevaluate everything that I've done. And now I can hold so much more space for people and others. And while I still get angry at people, people still trigger me. But I also know that it's because I know that they're hurting or they're coming from a place that I've been in. And I know how much that hurts. Resilience also teaches you to observe your life from a different and deeper perspective. And it enables you to move around the constraints of pain and loss. When you are empathetic, it teaches you to trust your desire to help people and to be able to receive love from people. For me, putting this podcast out for someone else to hear is such a vulnerable act. And it's very challenging for me to speak from my truth and my perspective. But my hope is that someone else listening will get something beneficial from this and it will in return send love to them. And then also I am healed through love by sharing. That is a form of grace. And it really teaches others through the example of my life, nourishment through awareness of this divine love and action on earth. My ego thought that the true path for me was going into the marijuana business and having my own business. But God showed me through the death of my brother that I have a much higher calling in life. I have a much higher purpose than just hustling and making money and trying to live a flashy lifestyle. That we are here to hold and love one another in such a way that we have not been able to experience on earth. We have not been able to hold one another, the space for one another to grieve and to cry and to empathize because we are so wrapped up in trying to avoid our own shit and to avoid others that we are all screaming out in so much pain. You turn on the news, everything is negative. Everything is pain. Everything is, can you believe this person's this? We are not choosing to find the joy and the love and the faith that that is in this world because we are too focused on things that don't matter, like materialism. And when we choose to focus on things like materialism, we miss out on life's most precious gifts, like family and love. Because when we have those closest to us who are suffering sometimes we just want to act like everything's fine and the world is just going on like normal we're all delusional because there are signs around you everywhere god and spirit are literally giving you signs every single day on the path that truly is calling you and is leading you to your higher purpose and your higher self it is up to you to listen and to follow it. And fuck yes, it is scary. I have ran from this podcast for over a year, knowing damn well that this is what God wanted me to do. And I avoided it at all cost because I am fucking scared of putting myself out there like this. 
What will people think? What will people say? What will people judge me for, for speaking my voice and my truth? And at the end of the day, it's not about that. It's not about them. I can get over my fears because my faith is bigger than my fears because this is the direction that I'm being called to go. And I have to trust in the unknown, not knowing where this is going to end up or what I'm doing, it will have an impact greater than I know on someone's life for the greater good. And what's truly beautiful is at the end of your dark night of the soul, you have that too, whatever that looks like for you. At times, I wanted to give up. I wanted to escape pain. I did not want to die, but I definitely did not want to live in the reality that I lived in and, and just the muck and the darkness. And I had to work through that and I had to accept it for what it is, that that is my true feelings and that we all have darkness inside and be willing to find my light, to be willing to talk about the light and to accept my own love and my own worth and my own sense of worthiness and to know that my job has nothing to do with my worth. My amount of money that I make has nothing to do with my worth and that love is something that can be shared, should be shared, given freely and openly to everyone because we all deserve love. It is a choice to stay in the darkness. You don't have to, and there are ways through it. You have to lean on spirit by going within and finding your way out. The way out is through, through your heart, through your soul on the inside. And while I am still not perfect, I'm human, I'm still healing and growing and evolving and changing. The place I am at today is a much better place than I was two and a half years ago whenever my brother killed himself. This podcast is a compilation of all of the work that has been going on behind the scenes for the last two and a half years that I have done with so much enthusiasm for myself. And I didn't know why. I didn't know why I went to therapy every single week. I didn't know why I wanted to have a spiritual mentor and coach. I just knew that it's something that I needed to do for myself and I followed that calling. And this is the birth of all of that work. So I hope this has given you a different perspective on hard, challenging lifetimes. And if you're going through one of those right now, know that there is light around you right now. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. It's with you right now today. Breathe, feel your feelings, allow what is to be what it is, and be grateful for the experiences no matter how painful they are because there is a reason you experience these and it's only for the higher good and it's always in love. Thank you guys so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.